Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Heroes Die podcast. My name is Sam, and this is an actual playthrough of the Extinction Curse Adventure Path from Paizo Publishing, which is a long way of saying we're playing a very specific type of pretend. This group started playing together in April 2020, and we've been playing weekly ever since. Long story short, we've had a ball. This table has been a wonderful and consistent point of connection through three pretty turbulent years here in the real world. A little over a year ago, we started recording our sessions so that we could share this thing we all love with other people. I'm the game master of this group. If that word's unfamiliar, think of me as the narrator. I set the stage and run the supporting cast for the story's heroes, controlled by the players, Ben, Cole, Will, Morgan, and Rudy. He, him pronouns all around. You'll meet them during gameplay in just a few minutes. Before we dive into the roleplay, a few things to know about where we're entering the story. The players have all been told that they are part of the Circus of Wayward Wonders, run by Myron Thunder Stendhal. That circus split off from Mistress Dusklight's Celestial Menagerie because the owner, Mistress Dusklight, was cruel and abusive. The scenes you're about to hear take place prior to that split, so you're meeting the characters in what amounts to a prologue to the rest of the adventure. Finally. We've learned a lot over the last year about how to play Pathfinder 2nd Edition and how to record a podcast. We get better at both and hope you enjoy laughing at our mistakes as much as we do. Please kick back and listen to the heroes die. Now, fellas, what I'd like to do is run into a couple of scenes in which Myron Stendhal approaches you to talk about... Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking rip it, yeah. Yeah. Down it, brother. Morgan is drinking out of a maraca. Get <laughs> <laughs> last little bit out. Ben, I'm going to come to you first, all right? Okay. We see the back of a tall man's head with brown shoulders. He has black hair down to the nape of his neck, pulled back into a slight ponytail. There are a few gray hairs, but for the most part... It's a full black head of hair that we see from the back. He lifts back the flap of a worn brown tent. He walks in. Ben, what does he see? I think uh, looking around, it's like a pretty sparse room. There's like a little desk. There's a bedroll. That's it. That's Um, it? Yeah, dirt floor, obviously. And seated at the standing at the table. There's no chair. Um is uh, a man uh, scarf draped around his neck sort of like in a cowl kind of pulled up over his head because uh, it's it's nighttime so it's a little bit cold and there's a pretty strong draft coming through the tent um, and he's uh, scratching uh, tallies into the table he's scratching tallies into the table yeah Myron Stendhal approaches him he says another one for your table there Bye. Bold of you to sneak up with a man with a knife in his hand. Oh, I didn't mean to sneak up on you there, Sven. However, the business that I do be about be something that I don't be trying to broadcast. Fight with it, then, as these walls are not solid. I seen you in the cages during the show. I seen you and the little one attached to you. And I know that there's a lot more in there than just a man in a cage. Goodness, there's more than any man than just a man in a cage. We're thinking about splitting off, Sven. I've seen you wielding your hammer. You look like a fighting man. 
The enterprise we be starting could use a strong arm and a man with a hammer. Aye. What is it then you promise me besides my blood? Oh, I won't be asking for your blood, Sven. Simply this. I'd never see another person put in a cage for the entertainment of others. Well then, that sounds okay to me. All right. Keep your hammer close by. The next ten day or so, few of us may be peeling off. I'd like it if you were there. Then just tell me when you will be splitting off and I will be there. Okay. It will probably be in about ten days or so. Okay, but tell me the location of when you split off, just so I don't split off from you guys splitting off. Yes, no, I... Uh, <laughs> then it would be one guy splitting off and ten guys splitting off at under ten days later, and, you know, it's night now, so is this the first day? Or is tomorrow the first day? Well, I, it would be good if you could just tell me when we are splitting off. I tell you what, I will continue to be in touch about this. Such a delicate operation will require a few more details. I'll send me Parrot from the bow. He'll let you know. <laughs> but to be clear, tomorrow would be a day away. Like at any point after you sleep, tomorrow will be tomorrow. When you wake but up it tomorrow. It is 1 a.m. now if I'm right and looking at the moon. So it's technically tomorrow, but of course tomorrow never comes. Yeah, we're going, we're going with a slightly more intuitive understanding of tomorrow being so after meeting you sleep. right now is happening on day zero you could say <laughs> yes okay so then tomorrow would be day zero one then the next day day zero two okay yes i'm starting to get this yes no i i can see that you grasp it immediately and that's why we need you on the team this is good this is well thought out yes yes indeed so 10 days from now, you'll tell me when we're all splitting off or will well, it come earlier than the 10 day? I'll probably <laughs> give you an update between now and 10 days from now. Okay, do you make sure I... you tell me a day before the update though? Because I can't tell if I'll be around here at the time or not, or if I'll be in the circus tent or around it. Might, you know, I'm here right yes. now because it is 1 a.m. I'll be able to find I'll be able to find you. I'll be able to find you, Sven. Um, they don't let you go very far away from this tent or your cage. So that's I'm one going of the to start thing. the new tally count. Come to think of it, I think that's going to be the best way to keep all these straight. I'm going to start it up in this corner instead. Here, this is the old day count. Okay, I'm, I'm no longer looking at that count. New day count. Day zero. No tally. Oh, that's a day. It's a day tally. Oh, what did you right. think it was? Well, I wasn't really sure. But now <laughs> did you think I... it was some sort of sexual conquest thing? <laughs> Like no. a notch in my belt or in my bedpost. No, it wasn't so much a, a sexual conquest thing. I have no bedpost, so I can't put a notch in it. I have the table. Yes, And it's yes. for days. It's a day count. Well, yes, yes. I just, I, I feel, well, there was always a bit of a mystery around it for me. And so when I entered your tent and I said another one for the table, if I'd realized it was just days, I... I probably wouldn't have addressed it with quite the gravity that I did. I sure, was... but we also have to go back to the fact that, of course, I'm putting the notch in now. It's 1 a.m. It's nighttime, sure, but it's past technically the rollover to the next day. New day. So you're telling me that this notch 
is for the, the day, day that come. started. Oh, all right. Well, then, yeah, I think that we do need to nail this out. If you put another <laughs> scratch in that post for the coming day, that would be two days when it's actually just one day. See, this is where I'm worried about. I'm going to miss you splitting off. I under I have context now for your confusion in a way that I did not prior. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm just going to come to you two days before the thing that we're doing, and I'm going to tell you then... <laughs> And I'll actually, you know what? I'll just tell you how many hours we're away from it. Does that make sense? It's even more counting, frankly. I think 10 is going to be easier. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. I, I'll, I'll uh, let you know, Sven. I'll let you know. And okay. So out. should I not tell anybody else? Or just wait? Okay. Well, this will uh, be our little secret then. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, do be sure not to tell anybody else, Sven. Of course. Your secret is safe with me. And in, in removing uh, his cloak from around his shoulder. And from me. <laughs> and then he covers it. Back. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that was Sven. It was Sven and someone else. <laughs> yes. Yes, Sven and someone else. That's Why is he in the freak show anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's more fun if it comes out organically. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's move on to the next person. Where does Andruk sleep in the menagerie? Yeah, I think that um I think that Thunder might find him under the bleachers. Thunder might find him under the bleachers. Is that where he likes to sleep or is that just where he happens to be? I think that's where he happens to be. Okay. We see the back of the same head, black hair, approaching bleachers under the main tent. He walks up. What do we see? I think he sees Andruk laying on his back with his uh, cape kind of tucked into a neat roll and Andruk asleep or seemingly asleep with his, uh, with his uh, face toward the, uh, the opening of the, of the bleachers. Myron comes up and he raps on one of the pieces of wood holding up the bleachers. He says, Andruk, I thought I'd find you here. Oh, uh, uh, hey, Thunder. Um, uh, you must be... Uh, I'm sorry about the, the mess in the Hall of Mirrors. Um, you know, the professor had these mushrooms and long story short, I'm going to clean it up. Don't even worry about it. No car, oh. No charge. No, no, no. Don't you be worrying about that now. I, I'm sure you'll clean up the mess you made. It, well, it wasn't just my mess. There was a couple of... It doesn't matter. Um, I got you, fam. Don't worry about it. No worries. No worries. I was coming to you here in no small part because it is a bit of your mess. Those younger ones, they look up to you. And I think you know that. To, to me? To you, Andruk. Is there another Andruk you should be talking to? I... <laughs> I'm not going to go to them and ask them to clean it up. You led those shenanigans and it'll be on your head. But it's a reminder that when you leave messes and don't clean them up, you're teaching those wee ones that it's okay. 
In any case, that's not what I came here to talk to you about. Andruk, a few of us were thinking about peeling away from Mistress Dusklight's celestial menagerie here. I wanted to take your temperature on that. That's a great fucking idea. That's a wicked adventure. Wish you guys all the best. That sounds awesome. Thank you. Would you like to be coming? Oh, thunder. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, thunder, it's it's kind of my job to, to keep wandering. I know, lad. What do you think our circus will be doing? Staying in one place? Never heard of a circus that does that. That's just a fucking carnival. <laughs> Pardon me. Fuck, you're right. Holy shit. I guess I didn't mean to get so heated there, but we'll be moving. And I know how you like to put one foot in front of the other. I was thinking we could use a man like you. Someone who knows how to have a good time. I can definitely do that for you, for sure. Why would why do you want to leave Mistress Dusklight's carnival? Carnivals never travel. <laughs> it's part of their business model to stay in one place. <laughs> what is this? What is what is the stationary form of a circus? Does it exist? Is there a, no? Is, just, is it just a zoo? I think just a fun fair. house. Yeah, like a, like fair yeah, or a show or, or something. Okay. I don't like, know. The fair grounds are there, but it's not like the fair hey, is there. Just the for, the, time. for the record, Cole, I appreciate your tone. Rudy, I appreciate your tone. Ben, I don't need to go fuck myself right now, so I'm not sure why you're talking to me like that. <laughs> oh yeah, let's go to the permanent carnival. <laughs> okay, here's here you go, Sam. I would say the permanent the permanent carnival is an amusement park. I think the permanent carnival is an ICP thing. <laughs> no, that's more like more that, no, sorry, sorry, that that is the eternal carnival. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, it's the no because they tour. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the gathering of the juggalos is in the same place every year. No. <laughs> oh, really? It's a year long event. Morgan, you're talking so are you, much shit right are you now. able to correct me on this, Rudy? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. So back to the scene. Andruk. I'd like you there. Traveling with us, moving from place to place, something that circuses do and carnivals don't. <laughs> Famously. Will you join us, Matt? <laughs> that's that's huge, Thunder. Um You can't be happy here. <laughs> Legally, you can't. Unless <laughs> <laughs> you're like fucked up. <laughs> if you're happy here, man, there's no thrust into the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> here, you'll have to make a different character. And that's going to be tough yes, if you're happy here, then you're one of the bad guys. Yes, you're right. All right, Thunder. Like, I'm there. You know I'm there. For you, for the fam here, I got you guys. I'll be there. But I want you to know it means a lot that I'm being asked. And I'm really sorry about the stables, and I'll get to cleaning those as well as soon as I possibly can. And don't even worry about the greenhouse. 
that's a one-time thing, okay? All right. I honestly hadn't... I'd only, well, understood. I, I trust that you'll put it all in order. <laughs> we'll be doing this in the next... I'll be in touch about the timeline specifically. <laughs> I, what do you think, like 10 days? You know. <laughs> I don't want to get too specific. There was a bit of confusion. At I don't want to get in the weeds about it, but I'll, I'll let you know. And when we move, we're going to have to move fast. I got you, Thunder. Yeah, I got you. Thank you, Androk. I'll uh, leave you now. Yeah, if you could just um, get the flap on your way out. It's real bright outside. I'll, yeah, I'll get the flap as I leave you underneath these bleachers. I, I'll make sure that the flap... I would hate for you to be uncomfortable as you lie in the dirt underneath the grandstands. I'll get the flap, sir. Morgan, coming at you next. All right. As we as the camera follows the back of Myron Thunder Stendhal's head, what do we see as he approaches where Eugene stays? I think Eugene sleeps outside, ideally under like a large tree or a grove of bushes. Mm-hmm. He's got like a uh, something of like a uh, a makeshift sleeping bag, probably out of like a ruck rucksack or something like that. I think he probably looks very peaceful. All right. Eugene. 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 Hello. Hello. Eugene. It's Myron. Oh, hey, Thunder. What's good, dude? I'm here on a mission of some important great secrecy. I've heard your objections to the way the animals are being treated here. Right on. I know you haven't gotten much traction with management here. They don't listen. No, they don't care. I'm here because you got away with the animals and I'd like to see them treated better. Thunder? Me too. There's a group of us. Ben Foreman. Holy cow. Yes. Talking about pulling away from the Celestial Menagerie. Oh my gosh. Starting up our own operation. One with no freak tent, no people in cages, and no animals mistreated. This sounds dope. Thank you. I think it's a good idea as well. I think it's a great Sounds like it could be something you'd like to be a part of, but hear me. Mistress Dusklight won't let any of us, you in particular, go easy. All right. It could be dangerous. Yeah. Will you come despite the danger, I suppose, is what I'm looking to ask. Right now? No. <laughs> not right now. We'd probably be doing it in uh, maybe like a week and a half or so. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, because like, right now is like not a good time for me. What's going on? I was planning on sleeping. Probably four or five more hours. Oh, oh right. uh, I lost track of the time. I was trying to do this when no one else would be awake, but the problem with that is that 
Well, quite a few people are asleep. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like, should we do this at an hour that is either more reasonable or when you're anticipating on being awake in the middle of the night, though, that you'll come with us? Oh, for sure. 100%. That's good. That's good indeed. I'd like to see these animals. And he looks over at, like, you know, the paddocks and pens, I imagine, where animals are looking pretty downtrodden, poorly tended, despite your best efforts. Well, I guess well tended, given the circumstances, but still mistreated. I'd like to see all of us, including them, in a better place. Good to have you on board. Let me just make one thing clear, Thunder. There's no way I go unless all the animals come with. All of the animals? Well, that would be quite the coup. Hell yeah. If you can arrange it, we'll be taking them. <laughs> Consider it done. All right. Good night, little one. Oh, yeah. Good night. You too. <laughs> Cut to back of Myron's head as he approaches another resting place for Leighton. What's he see? Well, he doesn't have to go far because Leighton is in the paddock. Um, Leighton is wearing his traditional outfit of a very large traveler's poncho with some crystal lensed eyeglasses and uh, like heavy brown leather riding gloves. And he's mumbling to himself on hands and knees with a pail and brush going, Hey, just don't know why Andruk can't clean up after himself right when he finishes with all the chunking everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And right near Cloud, he knows that Cloud is a light sleeper who is bothered by sensory experience. I'm going to have to have more words with that. (laughs) And he's sort of lost in thought, um, just going through his litany of abuse for Andruk as he cleans puke out of the paddock next to Cloud. At one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Responsibility doesn't sleep. <laughs> All right. So Myron approaches. Myron approaches. We see him come up and he says, You know, Leighton, I heard it from the man's mouth himself that he'll be cleaning this up in no short time. Leighton whips around, pulls off his eyeglasses, wipes out the interiors, looks up. Ah. Myron. Well, Andruk usually gets around to things, but as you are aware, Claude is a delicate sleeper. And he's very sensitive to scent. And so, while I appreciate Andruk's sense of eventual responsibility, a more immediate action was required. Okay, I hear you. Just so long as you don't go cleaning up the rest of it for him. The boy's got to learn. Oh. No, certainly not. There's a a balance in the world, of course. Absolutely. Can I do something for you? It's an odd time of night to visit Claude and I. Of course. (laughs) Well, you just tell me. And Leighton drops down onto his, uh, like, crisscross applesauce style and has, like, a little writing tablet that he slides over onto his lap. Please, Mm -hmm. sit. Join me. Absolutely. Now this here do be off the record. Oh. I know that you're aware of the discontent of 
some aspects of this here travelling circus. A circus that frankly reminds me more of a carnival every single day. <laughs> well, whenever you have to include the word traveling before circus, it implies that at times it doesn't travel, which would in fact make it a carnival, as we all know. No, no, I, I do be speaking redundantly. But I appreciate, as always, your attention to semantic detail here, Leighton. And that's why I'm here. <laughs> that is a pleasure. A number of us want to change the way things are done. Not here, this is beyond fixing. This is already too much the carnival. <laughs> We're looking at spinning off into our own circus. Somewhere where the folk are treated well. The animals perhaps even better. I could use you though. Could use your expertise. That attention to detail we were just talking about. Leighton, you've got a great mind. Thank you. And he blushes deeply. That's very sweet. Um, what do you want me to do? I'd like you to be ready to go. And I'd like you to draw up a charter. And I'd like you to figure out how a number of current performers can get around their non-compete clauses. Are you asking me to look for loopholes? I'm asking you to look for loopholes. But understand this. Mistress Dusklight certainly has a degree of a litigious nature. But she won't find succor in the courts. She'll be coming after us on a more personal level. Well. Are you ready to face danger of that kind? And Leighton sort of turns, looks back at Claude who favors him with a single equine eye uh, and gives a small <laughs> Leighton turns back if I'm not Claude is and where you can find Claude well you can find me so I suppose I'd best make myself ready for a little bit of action Fuck yeah. Turns back to Claude and says, Claude, we get to look for loopholes. Nuzzles down for bed. Awesome. So we're over the shoulder on Myron again. He's approaching the fifth sleeping area. It's the professors. What do we see? Myron is approaching a uh, a very, very small tent with a uh, half-cock sign on the front that says, Professor Veritas, fortunes for five pence, or for five, uh, five copper. Fortunes for five copper. Fortunes for five copper, but the, the flaps of the tent are closed. Myron comes up, and he scratches at the fabric of the tent. Ah, yes, yes. Who's there? Who's there? It's me, Professor it do be Myron. Ah, yes, Myron. Uh, just a moment. Let me uh, just uh, <laughs> make the place presentable. And uh, you hear, like, all kinds of, like, uh, pots and pans, like, bang, clanging together and, and weird shuffling sounds and, like, the sound of an extremely large uh, dresser being shoved across a floor. And, it's bigger uh, on the inside. It's bigger on the inside. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the, the professor and the tents open with a very large grand flap and uh, a couple of feet uh, below Myron's head uh, is the professor 
dressed in a extremely shabby west coat with a um, uh, a rusted silver uh, chain leading from the top button to his pocket with a locket attached to it. And uh, the professor is a 50-something-year-old halfling with a checkered cloak and says, uh, just this way, Myron, just this way, and, and uh, takes Myron by the... Uh, arm by the uh, sleeve of his cloak and pulls him into the tent. Come inside, come inside, Myron, come inside. Take a seat by the, take a seat by the hearth. And it's uh, just two three-legged stools next to a small trash fire. (laughs) Yes, yes, uh, Mistress Duskite upped the heat rations this week, as you know. Oh, I do see. And as always, you are able to find a little extra trash for yourself. I oh, naturally, naturally. Oh, let me get you a drink, Byron. Stay for a while. And and the professor digs into a, a pile of garbage and pulls out a, a small flask and pours himself a full drink and goes to pour Myron a full drink, but runs out about, like, you know, five drops in. Goes, yes, yes, uh, yes, well, uh, to your health. Indeed. Smooth. And he drinks it down. And he says, Professor, a group of us are starting a new circus. One where people and animals are treated better. Yes? Oh, you're inviting me! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I (laughs) misunderstood. I thought you were just telling me a fact. You are inviting me, aren't you? I am inviting (laughs) you. Oh, thank goodness. I know you've been unhappy here. Oh, what's to be unhappy about? uh, 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 (laughs) How soon would this uh, circus uh, get started? Obviously, you're looking for some sort of mature guidance in this, uh, and I'd be more than happy to provide it for you. Yes, yes. Here, have a fill of my pipe. And uh, he he fills his own pipe and then hands uh, Myron a corncob pipe and he runs out of tobacco for Myron's pipe and goes, Ah, yes, well, uh, there uh, is a a bit of ash at the bottom that I think will do you. There you go. go. No, no, Professor, I I don't need your dottle. It's quite all right. I... I'm glad to have you on board. Yeah, so... Uh, we can use a magical practitioner of your nature. Ah, naturally. Practitioner. More like doctor of magic, my dear boy. Didn't spend all of those years in the deserts of Obsilian learning the various crystals and tricks of the Grand High Priest, did I? <laughs> uh, did I? Quite, quite right, Professor. Quite yes, right. Yes, yes. Now... You've been set up telling fortunes for five coppers for quite some time here. Yes, it's a bit below my abilities, if you ask me. I'd like to give you the chance to perform in the main tent. Yes, well, perform in the main tent. Perform in the main tent? (laughs) What what are you... Uh, and, and, And with this, the professor turns to, as dignified as he can possibly make it, a shattered piece of mirror on a wooden slab that is clearly like just a really tried tried to be cared for dressing room and and adjusts and adjusts his white hair and goes me perform in the main tent well i i, I don't I, 
that I could. I mean, I, I suppose I, I do have uh, some abilities that I could uh, bring to the fore. Uh, and the professor adjusts the eye patch that covers his right eye and uh, scratches at it and says, um, Well, Myron, you know, uh, as we had discussed before, uh, my powers are tremendous, and naturally as a doctor of magic, but um, they are not entirely within my control as of yet. I trust that will not be a problem. And Myron looks down at you and he puts his hand on your shoulder and he says, Professor, I do trust you. I believe there is good in there. And he taps your chest. Despite all you do to hide it. Now, do you have a bit of the charlatan in you? Of course. Well. But, and you listen to me. You're a good man. And that's why I want you with us. Well, my friend, by the fur of my toes, how can I deny such a request? I will gladly join you, uh, shall we say, 12 days from now. We'll, I'll be in touch about, you know, the specifics. If 12 about... days doesn't work, I can gladly do 11 days, but 10 days probably won't work. We can probably make it happen in 11 days. If it needs to be done sooner, I'd be happy to do it in nine. But 10 days would just be a little bit difficult. To be honest, that, that works perfectly. I'm on a pretty loose... Nine days or 11 days works Understood. perfectly. Yes, no. Uh, very few time restraints from everybody else. Um, Everyone? Oh, oh I, I, I say yes. Yes, there are a few other people yes. that are going to be involved in this. Excellent, my boy! And the professor takes Myron's hand and shakes it and goes, Excellent, excellent. So glad to hear it. And I expect to see you in the center of the ring at the new theater. Anyway, my boy, I must shoo you off. But first, let me give you a uh, small token of my appreciation. And he reaches into his pocket and empties it, and there's nothing there. He reaches into his left pocket and empties it, and there's nothing there. He goes, yes, well, you understand what I mean. Anyway, good night, Myron, good night. And I shall see you in nine to eleven days, but not ten. <laughs> and Myron leaves. And in somewhere between nine and eleven days... The five of you and a number of other people from Mistress Dusklight's Celestial Menagerie leave. You bring as many of the animals as you can. You bring yourselves. You bring some degree of equipment. And you start to form your own circus. And this is all about three to six months prior to the events that will take place at the beginning of next session. Love it. Love it. I think Will Harold should really be commended for being the only person here not playing himself. <laughs> 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 uh, Will Harold as the beaver. <laughs>